It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's so under pressure now. Ideal escape awaits on the run. Tim's a trooper trying to pick up. Triple eight's running on and better isolate from last send. They three back the pegs. It's bulletproof boy on the turn in front. Third quarter, but they went 26-9. Bulletproof boy led, but here comes triple eight. Triple eight down the outside from Ideal Escape. Leader now is triple eight. The outside zoom to the lead. It's triple eight from Ideal Escape. Bulletproof boy and triple eight wins it. Triple eight just won it from Ideal Escape and a brave bulletproof. Boy. Triple eight, and it was nearly the roar of the night when he got over the line. I don't know if Shannon Nixon had every relative known to mankind there or what the deal was, but it was a very popular win, very, very popular win when triple eight crossed the line first into the roars of the crowd, and it was a great result. For four years, he'd competed in the Hunter Cup, he ran ninth in 2020, sixth in 21, sixth in 22, and eighth in 23. And he doesn't make it in this year's field. And he wins effectively the consolation, the pure steel, triple eight. Uh, Ideal Escape was really good in second spot. Did that work early. The lead rate was 27.5, which is was clearly the fastest of the night. And over the 22.40, that's really going pretty hard, particularly when you came from... The outside of the front row, like Bulletproof Boy, who couldn't have gone any better, surely to God. He went absolutely enormous, Bulletproof Boy, which is of no surprise. He's done it so many times. And uh, Cosimo, uh, wasn't it stunning, Steve, to see him get home off a good speed really strongly? There's nothing new there either. No, that's right. A couple of really good set sprinters here, and the race just set up beautifully for them. And Triple Eight's one of those. He just loves it when the pace is on. Bulletproof Boy put the speed on early. And again, late, 26-9 was extremely fast back straight quarter. I was surprised how quick they got going. And it's probably the only thing that's cost him the race. If he goes maybe half a second slower, he probably still wins. He's he's gone that good. Bulletproof boy, I mean, he, his margin was 0.79 of a metre, so 80 centimetres, basically, he's been beaten by after doing all that work early. Gee, it was a hard burn into the back straight to find, finally get to the front. Ideal Escape, who was there for that, also finished off really well. Um, yeah, Cosimo hit the line well. Those behind it, you know, were okay, um, but... but you know, was basically the first four horses that were the best. Tim's a trooper. Um, I was happy to lay him all day long. He's just never fired when he's down here. So I was surprised how short he went out. And, um, yeah, Triple Eight just took uh, full advantage of that speed. And 153.8, 27 down the back and home in 28.1. So that slower final quarter really helping those sit sprinters just get right into it. In Scotty's (laughs) defence, Scotty Ewan... In the smoking up sprint, he went down the back in 26.9 and home in 27.8. Yes, it was over 17.20. And he beat triple eight on that occasion who came from three back the pegs. So it worked on that occasion and it just 
didn't quite work. He yeah, had, I think he just done a little bit too much work early yeah. in this race over a longer distance. Like, I'm not having to go at Scotty one yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah, and, I'm just you know, we, we get out there and we let him run and, and try to get them off the bit and chasing. That's and what he's doing. As I said, yeah. if, if, if he'd just been able to measure it just that half a second difference, it may have just, you know, he may have been able to hold on because he's just raced absolutely huge. So, yeah, not knocking it one little bit. He's been beaten half a neck. He's almost pulled it off. So, you know, it's just that tiny couple of tenths of a second that could just make all the difference in the world. 121 starts, triple eight. We t- I talked about longevity of horses. 22 wins and 44 placings. In in the modern world, to be 60, to more than half your placings over 120 starts, when you've been at the top for the whole time, basically, he's raced at the top for years and years and years, feels like a decade. Yeah, we keep talking about longevity in harness racing and then have a look at Bulletproof Boys figures as well. Throw oh. them in right next to it. 176 starts, oh, 38 yeah. wins, 24 seconds, 16 thirds. And he's raced on, you know, as good as he can absolutely go there on uh, Saturday night. So uh, there's no slowing these old boys down, I can tell you that. Yeah, uh, what just wonder if there's one more effort in a triple eight in a in the top line and he could run another placing in in the absolute uh top echelon i wonder how he would have gone in the hunter cup in his fifth one if he had have been in it let's uh look at race eight was the yabby dam farms great southern star final Sprint Lane and then came RC Phoenix from Queen Elida and Mafasa Metro. Off the back straight in 28.2. Just believe levels up to his all muscle. Call me the breezes three wide. Then Kiang Chucky turning for home. Just believe he loomed up now with Call Me the Breeze. It's just believe putting his head in front of Call Me the Breeze. He's all muscle. It's just believe Call Me the Breeze. This is the race we wanted. Just believe Call Me the Breeze. Call me the breeze. Call me the breeze. Beaten just believe in a great race. What a great race that was. Uh, then it to- was spine tingling stuff to be trackside and to see it. And I mentioned this earlier, if you didn't hear it, just the appreciation of the crowd and the journey that the crowd had been on all the way and their admiration for just believe who lost no admirers. That lead rate was stunning, really. 29.2, faster than all the paces and the trotters over the 17.20. So to the 1,200-metre mark, they went 29.2 pace, and he was three wide for all of that. Chris Sinocio just made him do that little bit of work with RC Phoenix, which gave potentially Chris a chance of having a shot at Just Believe if he had the horse at the top of the home straight. He obviously, he just didn't quite, but it was uh, Nathan Jack with Call Me The Breeze from Gate 10, which he chose, and he dug in uh, through at the start. It was a brilliant drive, beating Just Believe, and the crowd stood and admired, with admiration of Just Believe and applauded him home after running second, and then uh, Call Me The Breeze got an even better cheer and, and greater clap when he finally returned to scale as well after Nathan cleared commitments and interviews with with Sky. It was just absolutely sensational stuff. And it was the race of the night, and there's no doubt about that. It overshadowed the Hunter Cup, and there may be years when it'll be vice versa. A, a trotter might just dominate a great Southern star, and the Hunter Cup, they might go to war from the 400, and it could be a two-horse battle similar to what we saw Call Me The Breeze and Just Believe. Uh, so, yeah, it was just stunning, Steve. It really was. 
Oh, mate, I'll tell you now, we are, what, a month and four days, well, this was on the third, so a month and three days into the year, and I've already pegged this as the yeah. race of the year, and yeah. it's going to take a really good race to beat that when you've got these two favourites fighting it out the way they did up the straight. And it was only the last few strides that Nathan was able to barge past just believe it wasn't like he was winning all the way up the straight it was a ding-dong battle and you know it, was, it wasn't really decided I suppose until maybe the semaphore board that uh, it was just starting to nudge away so what a race that was call me the breeze second up in Australia from Europe Brilliant training effort, uh, brilliant drive. No, no wrist butts or maybe's about either of those. They've just done a terrific job to get these horses. I suppose everyone has to get these horses to back up after their heats yeah. and to race so well in the final. And uh, just believe loses no admirers after that hard early burn that 27-7 first quarter he was out three wide working forward um that was the quickest quarter of the the race basically or 27-4 sorry they got home in uh down the straight in individual times but uh yeah to be able to do that and still be right there at the finish was a massive run Kiang chucky leaders back got up the straight really good ran third the leader uh he's all muscle i thought did a terrific job he's only got beaten just over a length rc yeah. phoenix went good um queen elida mafasa metro they, they were all really good runs so uh it was a terrific race and looking at the time here toby their last mile 1531 one, the so the mile rate yeah 153.1 I'm going to throw this into a little bit of perspective for you to show you how far the trotters have come so this race uh let me just quickly change e that is equal seven yeah equal tornado Valley's track record mind you yeah but to, to top that it's over 1720 meters Not a now mile. if we go back I'm not sure how many years I'm talking now it might be 15 it might be 20 but there was a time trial series at Mooney Valley. Franco, Tiger and Defoe both equaled the same mark at 153.1. Oh, no, you, you're 15.20 and some. That's, that's 1993 <laughs> well, you're talking. No, it's a little bit later than that, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> look it up. Keep going, yeah. Yeah, but, but we're still talking. Pace's time trials, where they're over a mile with a gallop and pacemaker setting their own speed without any competition or you know having to get around horses or do anything it's just a one horse race paces were going 153 and our trotters are now doing that in races over a longer distance and in race scenarios not just in a single horse scenario that's how far these trotters have come the times they are running is absolutely amazing yeah well the foe finished racing in 93 so um yeah we're going a fair way back here franco tiger i'll see if i can find it in his Record one fifty three. They mightn't have put the results in. What what time trial series was it? It's a time trial series at Mooney Valley. So after each race, they had a time trial in the uh, in between races, and uh, there was half a dozen horses went around. Yeah, it wasn't one, one they, after the other. They used to do the mares one. I remember that. But yeah, um, yeah. I think Franco Tiger just beat the foe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, it was. Well, as I said, Defoe finished racing in 1993, so I'll, I'll claim that I, I got that off the top of my head. Absolutely, you can have that one. And uh, how's Brett Coffey on Saturday night? He's doubting my, uh, I said, oh, yeah, Pure Steel won him in the 70s. He said, no, nah, he was 80s. I said, Brett, come on. <laughs> and you'll never, you'll never do that again, will you, Brett? Anyway, we've gone, we've gone off track here. Uh, <laughs> Big abs, <one. laughs> abs, 
That so call me the breeze, right? To 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 look at it from a stallion perspective, because he is a stallion. So he came, he comes out here, and he's I don't know what I can never work out what a stallion service fee would be, but say he was going to be worth. If he didn't race two thousand dollars and gets fifty mares, what's he worth now? Double that, four thousand, and gets more mares, seventy five, a hundred mares. Do you know what I mean, Steve? Like, yeah, oh, this was massive for him, and I actually wanted to see. I've, I haven't had the chance to ask Anton. Um, I was sort of hoping someone may have thrown the question out there. Was did they buy this horse to race, or did they actually buy him to stud and something's happened and they haven't been able to stand him and he's He's decided to race him, so that that's a big question because, uh, yeah, I, I I don't actually know whether they brought him out here deliberately to race or whether they were actually bringing him out here to stand. I, I can't answer that, but Anton said something about he's related to Cormayeur and they've always followed him because of that fact. Yeah, right. And they just yeah, they must have always followed him, watched him, liked him. Opportunity came up to buy him, and yeah, what a result. And great, yeah, and by Trixton too. So yeah, he'll add another little line of different stallions, I suppose, because I I can't think of any other trotting stallions out here by Trixton. And there was a great, great man in the crowd I spoke to after the race who was absolutely as proud as Punch, Duncan McPherson. He was stoked with it. And no, he didn't have a runner in the race, but you would have thought the way he was standing there, he nearly owned the winner, if you know what I mean. He was just... (laughs) Just absolutely pleased as punch for his great mate Pat and for what the trotters are doing and all of that point that you were just making, 153-1 over 17-20.